Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the WTF1 podcast, Paul Ricard's Snooze Fest podcast. <laughs> you can't <laughs> even string a sentence out. together. Jeez. Let me try that again. I didn't go with it. <laughs> oh, okay. So Hello, sleepy. everybody, and welcome back to the WTF1 podcast. Hey, the Paul Ricard's Snooze Fest, Matt Can't Speak Words edition. And uh, we, of course, are here for the post practice podcast the ppp where we talk about all of the huge more ongoings. like the zzz <laughs> oh, a good one. we are live on twitch as well so people would have seen the amazing face that tommy just pulled after making that joke uh, <laughs> but welcome also to all audio listeners that have been giving us lots of support recently so thank you so much for tuning in uh, to the podcast but let's talk about what we saw or didn't see for the french grand prix practice <laughs> of friday oh, and dear. well Let me begin, really. Um, We, of course, made a video on YouTube yesterday, popped it out. Uh, I was kind of addressing the question of are we too harsh about the Paul Ricard circuit? Is it actually not a bad track? Now, I think we split it into two (laughs) halves here. Free practice around Paul Ricard. I would not put my worst enemy through it. I genuinely can't think of a worse session in F1. Like it is genuinely, it's. I I think you mentioned about that video, Paul Ricard. I don't think it is as bad of a track as people think. Like the layout's pretty decent, but from a practice point of view, I know I'm not the biggest fan of practice. People will have noticed if you listened to podcasts really? before. I've yeah, never, never uh, always want to bin off Friday practice, but Paul Ricard just ramps it up another level of just kind of meaningless session the fact that it just is a bit of a dreary track to watch on tv whereas i think the racing there is actually not too bad and you get quite a lot of overtakes um and there's stuff going on but in a practice session it's not a fun track to watch like a zanvor or a imola or something where you feel like the cars are on the edge and you've got that kind of enjoyment even in a practice session where it doesn't mean a lot absolutely Uh, i thought it was terrible uh, I was struggling uh, come the end of FP2. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, yeah, but yeah, if you're still it, here from our watch along. It ended up just fair, kind of being right. a podcast. We spoke about ice, ice cream. cream. Uh, what else did we speak what about? What time it was, where people yeah. were, location. <laughs> it, was a, it was a struggle. But um, look, we're out of the, um, the woods now in terms of Friday, and we get to the more important stuff uh, tomorrow and Sunday. Uh, so yeah, let's talk about why Paul Ricard was so dull then you know let's list out i mean first first and foremost Tommy, you came up with a good idea around practice getting rid of it you thought sprint race weekend why don't we do it in paul ricard i think it's a perfect event for a sprint race because it spices up a boring day on the friday which paul ricard as we found out is the worst day of of f1 i think the the fact that that like a paul ricard friday when you know that nothing meaningful is going to happen it's not a particularly exciting track to watch 
So if you had a, a sprint race there, I think it actually lends itself well to it as well because you go straight into, you know, quali, um, and then you get more excitement. And I think it is a good track where you can overtake. I know some people are like, oh, Monaco's boring, put a sprint race there, but that wouldn't work because you can't overtake. Paul Ricard, you can actually overtake. The problem is just the whole look and vibe of the circuit is the problem. Where it and just... it's making your voice go as well, mate. Are you I know, okay? I'm emotional. You quite I'm, I'm just tired. I'm just very tired. I'm so it's a struggle. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, there's there's lack of consequence if you go wide. Of course, there is that weird grippy stuff. The blue stuff, not as bad as the red stuff, but they're there to basically stop cars going into the wall at high speeds. They're kind of like high tech dra- gravel traps, really. But the fact the, the fact is, you can drive out of them a lot easier than you can a gravel trap. Um, there's that. The walls are nowhere near the track. The camera angles are too the low. Camera and don't angles, give yeah. You, a, you can't a see the speed. track, can you? I think that's not the really. problem. Like. I think you mentioned it in the in the watch long after the long straight. I can't remember what turn it is, but after the the long straight, the chicane, the other long straight, and then they kind of whip into that quick right hand corner. That should be quite an exciting fast speed corner, but because essentially you've got so much runoff, all these painted lines over the track, you don't actually get that sense of speed as they're like throwing it into that corner. So it kind of kills that uh, enjoyment of it. And yeah, when you've got the camera just at a low angle, just panning through sheets and sheets of runoff with red and blue lines everywhere, it's just it's just not it's not a spectacle, is it? It's not not at all. Um, so I'm not sure what they could do. Maybe put in some gravel traps, but there's clearly a reason for the reason why they don't have gravel traps at Paul Ricard. They're trying to be different, and the stripes. I know a lot of people are triggered around the stripes. They you know they get very dizzy, very disorientated. Gorilla uh, trophies. To, that's what we need. Yeah, Loads of like the the gorilla plastic models on like, the off wall. the track. Yeah, so as you, the line. So yeah, mm. you could go off, but it would like obliterate your front wing or something. <laughs> Fair. Okay. We, we we can certainly put that in the ideas pot. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's the one thing you are positive about, isn't it? The gorilla trophy. You do love love. I one love of them. it. Um, I think it's great. It. Good stuff. We're, we're divided um, on that, aren't we? Yeah. I mean, I'm not blown away by it. Um, but you know we can live to disagree whatever the yeah we're not on twitter we can we can we can agree to disagree we can raise our glass of coffee that we need after paul ricard <laughs> and we go cheers to differing opinions um but yeah i think i'm not sure what they can do i think a sprint race weekend is a great shout as tommy said uh so let's uh, let's see what they do in the future they did it you know they tried it in austria Austria didn't exactly jump out at me as as a place that would be great for a sprint race weekend. Was it a good sprint race weekend? Mm, average, I'd say. Yeah, it didn't, didn't make didn't it worse, didn't make it better. Yeah, whereas I think Paul Ricard definitely could, uh, especially when you've got such consistent weather as well over the three days. It's not like we've got anything, any variables to really throw into the mix here. Like they would have learned a lot today. They're going to learn a bit tomorrow morning and they're going to be as prepared as they possibly can. Maybe the the heat will give us some interesting uh strategies because i think 60 degree track temperatures is what it was yeah, at one point where could is, be an issue which could be could be interesting i still think it will be a good race it's just yeah, so do I. practice around paul ricard is nah it's a tough watch not good yeah. if you're trying to get if if you're trying to get your friend into formula one do not put them in front of a television <laughs> during friday of paul ricard okay? yeah any other you'd session. be better off not ever like letting them watch it if they want to yeah. get into f1 absolutely just don't turn on the television uh right so pre-practice two it was a ferrari one two actually happened 
yeah, uh, Charles Leclerc topped FP1 as well. It was narrowly uh, in front of uh, Verstappen. And then, yeah, Ferrari won two. Of course, signs looking quite quick, uh, but has a grid penalty. Currently at the moment, as it stands, 10 places after taking a new control electronic uh control electronics isn't it or control electronic unit yeah, whatever yeah. um but we expect don't we tommy that he will just take a bucket load of free things from the the engine superstore that is ferrari uh burning through things uh and just take the take the penalty just like charles leclerc did uh, and start the back and and at least have a little bit more breathing room until his next penalty yeah you might as well take a load of new components because not that it would be super easy but like well in my opinion it will be we disagreed well, you, on this we, i reckon, think it, yeah i reckon, reckon by lap five lap five he's getting to like eighth not a chance yeah by lap five he will be no higher than 14th place he's breezing past everyone like I, well i think maybe we'll we'll make a prediction where how long it takes him to get to like the top six um because I, I think, think he's, I think Paul Ricard. 20 laps in, 25 laps in. Mm, say like 10. Mate, yeah. You, you, he's, he's not got 0% AI on. Like, what, what do you think is going to happen he's here? He's breezing past them. Okay. Like, the loads go off like I, the runoff. <laughs> we're going to be doing our race watch along on Sunday on Twitch, and we're not going to be looking for the battle for the We're going <laughs> to, yeah. where's signs? Where's huh? signs? Oh, he's 12. I need my prediction. Oh, it depends if, I guess it also depends if he starts in the pit lane or the back of the grid and makes some yeah. there. So, I'll use oh, that right. as an yeah, excuse. Yeah. You've got your loopholes yeah, there already. I've got I see. my loophole. But um, at the end of the day, if he if he wants to take more power units, he will, even if it's not as quick as I think it will. The the back ten drivers, he's still getting through them fairly easily, and it's not going to take that much more. So um, it's worth essentially putting yourself in a better position for the rest of the season. Uh, where at the end of the day, I'm sure we can agree on that in a full normal race distance, he is getting to the front of the grid. And if him dropping ten place, an extra 10 places to get all loads of new components means he finishes fifth instead of fourth, it's, a, it's worth it. Because, yeah, you'd rather take the yeah. pain all in one go than, than spreading it over two or three races. It just doesn't make any sense. Although... Have a think about last time Carlos Sainz was particularly out of position was Australia and look how that ended. So he's going to have to have uh, his head screwed on uh, and uh, some learnings maybe from from uh, from what he did in Australia. Uh, so yeah, Ferrari looking good. Red Bull not too far behind, at least in the hands of Verstappen. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. How well would you take care of your car if you had to keep the same one your entire life? That's how our brains work. So why don't we treat them that way? How we care for our minds affects how we experience life. So it's important to invest time and care into keeping them healthy. There are plenty of ways to support a healthy brain, like learning a new language or taking power naps. There's also BetterHelp Online Therapy. I myself have used therapy in the past and I have found it extremely useful in order to just take that weight off my shoulders. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat-only therapy sessions. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. 
WTF1 listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash WTF1. That's better, H-E-L-P.com slash WTF1. Perez seems to be just falling off now yeah. uh, after having such a good run. Oh, can Perez win the title and all that good <laughs> stuff? But of course, we were posing the question for. And now it seems as though Red Bull are developing the car more to Verstappen's liking and it's kind of normal order resume. And it's unfortunate, really, because either Verstappen has a ridiculously unique style. I think he does. But, you know, or Perez or the fact is they are so the two of them are so dissimilar when it comes to driving that favoring one driver over the other is going to hurt the one that isn't being favored quite heavily. And it's unfortunate for them because you don't usually see such a big discrepancy when that when that happens. Uh, but Perez looked nowhere really in uh, in free practice too. Yeah, he's really dropped off now, and it it doesn't look like he's going to be there right on the either on the back of Max or maybe you know the odd qualifying session where he beats him like it like we had at the start of the season. It very much seems like the car has gone in the the opposite direction to how he'd want it. But it's understandable that they essentially back Verstappen with, with how Ferrari are looking very quick and have looked very quick all season. And if they're going to um, keep uh, sort of not playing the team orders game and don't fancy just giving all the points to Charles Leclerc, that's music to Red Bull's ears. And they just, you know, we, we've seen championships before where that can work. Michael Schumacher is a perfect example for it. He like that Benetton probably wasn't as good as Williams or whatever, but because all the resource and everything, we've said it before as well. It doesn't, however much they sell this narrative of like, oh, it means more to the teams that the constructors' title. I don't think it does anymore. I think that is an old myth now. I, I, in in the way Formula One is so commercial now and stuff particularly like Red Bull, if you think that, you know, they're there to essentially sell, they're there to win, but they're there to sell like energy drinks and stuff as well, aren't they? And the marketing, them getting the marketing of like Max winning that world title or, oh, we won the constructor's title. No, the driver's title is the, the big thing. So, um, yeah, makes sense to just go for one driver and just go for it with that. Yeah. Certainly. Uh, Mad Marv says, stop saying that they're going in Max's direction. They're going in the direction that makes the car faster. It's just coincidence that Perez doesn't like it and Max does. Interesting. Mad Marv is uh, an insider to Red Bull and knows, uh, knows where, where they're going <laughs> and, and whatnot. I love that. Like, we're just talking about a particular theory. And then someone else like, no, that's not that's not the case. No, no, no. I've, I was on the phone to Max yesterday, actually, and he said that uh, that he's actually just a better driver and that Sergio's washed. So uh, yeah. <laughs> source, trust me, bro. Right, next up, uh, Mercedes. Of course, Tommy came in with a big old bold prediction on the podcast uh, last time after Austria and said that Mercedes were going to win. And yeah. Tommy, do you still stick by this particular prediction after watching uh, Paul Ricard practice? No, I do not. <laughs> um, yeah, I've flip-flopped a lot between Mercedes. I think I think the just the eight years of them dominating the Constructors' title is just like a bit of stress. And even though, let's let's be honest, if that's, I'd even say if it was Red Bull, uh, if it was Ferrari, yes, definitely. 
Um, but even if it was Red Bull, the, the pace that Merck were doing, no one would be even suggesting that, oh, they can turn it around and win the title this year. You know, George Russell is doing well, but he's, what, 75 points off max or something like that, I think it is, uh, roughly. And and they're, they're down in the Constructors' title. But because we've just been, whether you support Mercedes or not, whether you say it's great times or pain, um, of them just kind of turning up to races, particularly at the start of their dominance, where it was a foregone conclusion that they were going to win. Um, you still got that thing in the back of your head that's like, you can't write them out. And then this this track was meant to to suit them and stuff. Uh, and then obviously the rule changes about porpoising and all this kind of stuff coming in. Um, but it's at the moment, it's definitely not looking like they've made a big improvement. And Hamilton has sort of dismissed it himself. I know he does that normally anyway, but he's kind of he said was dismissing like, it when his car was two seconds quicker, I'm pretty sure. Ah, well, yeah. Red Bull might be on us this weekend. Well, I think Toto Wolf one year said that, like, oh, 10. 10 teams can win the world title going into the season and then Mercedes have won it in like six races. So yeah, they do do that, but yeah, it's not looking, it's not looking like Mercedes. They're they're still just not quite there. They're still looking like they'll be in their no man's land where they're easily fifth and sixth. And if we get more reliability for problems for Red Bull and Ferrari, they'll nick a podium but they're going to be like 20 seconds off in the race over a race distance. It's looking, dare I say, very similar to where they were before. If you hadn't, if they hadn't have said they were um, bringing upgrades, I don't think I'd have noticed is what I'd, I'd say mm. based on yeah. the pace. It's not surprising. It's not been there. It's not been there so far. Um, but still, Mercedes will win a race this year. Guaranteed. It's going to happen. Just don't know when. Or who, for that matter. Uh, we've mentioned Perez. Uh, let's also mention the weird bump in the circuit because that's how that's how much went on in Paul Ricard that we need to talk about the weird bump in the circuit, which uh, I was convinced maybe they would do a little overnight jobby to to fix that. I imagine that's something maybe the drivers will will will, will bring up as a something in that because obviously they have meetings after free practice uh, and whatnot. Mm. I imagine it's just, no, I think they just leave it. I imagine it's something that is fine for every other car, but because these new Formula One cars are so stiff with the suspension and they're running so low that they don't have that, you know, when they all had the high rake or whatever, the tire would probably just drop down a little bit and it would be fine and they could ride the bump. But it's very weird, especially when you watch the the slow-mo replays, the tire gets really high up in the air and then sort of drops down. Um, but maybe it's one of those things that looks more dramatic on a slow-mo replay than it actually is for the drivers. Mm. I imagine they're probably like, yeah. barely notice. Yeah. There's probably worse bumps around uh, Baku being one of them. Uh, NJ Starling, maybe Paul Ricard could be one of the tracks on the rotation if there are abundance of race offers elsewhere. See, I don't think there is, well, at least... In France, I don't think there's any offers to go anywhere else. Like Magni Corps not uh, ready, is it, to to host a Formula One race? Unless they mean Spa, because I know Spa's any, if it's under anywhere, threat. And... Yeah, but I mean Spa being under threats because of financial issues. It's not as if like we're they're ousting them because they're not good enough. Um, but the problem is, there's been a lot know. of there's been a lot of talk of rotation, particularly after the COVID 
call it a COVID calendar when you had different tracks and people said that it was exciting that you know we get to go to these places like Mugello that we've never raced before and we don't need to race on it every single year but it's kind of cool to see occasional tracks and it keeps the calendar exciting Mm. but ever since then doesn't seem like formula one have really toyed with the idea and seem that interested in it and it's very much like here's the calendar exactly the same every year apart from another usa street track um so it doesn't look like they're they're wanting to do that and i wonder you know for somewhere like spa are they really going to save money by having the race every alternate year um i don't know so yeah watch this space watch this space uh, Hayes has asked would you rather watch another Paul Ricard pre-practice session or a 100% drone cam race around Suzuka the latter, 100% definitely. drone cam race around Suzuka Easy. absolutely I think uh, you've uh, you've understood the assignment there Hayes you knew exactly which one we were going to go for <laughs> uh, are you surprised by lack of track limit violations uh, says MP407 I'm not surprised because they're not exactly policed to the heaviest degree uh, in, in free practice. Uh, I know there has been talk, obviously, about the fact that track limits is going to be a problem again. And I, I think the only problem there should be that should be being discussed is how will they consistently check track limits for 20 drivers over the course of all of qualifying, qualifying and yeah. all of the race? That should be the only question here because the rules are the rules and you go outside the white line with more than two wheels, you are off the track. So. I am more concerned about the fact that they won't be able to keep on top of it. Yeah, because I think I heard in commentary they they were like, "Oh, yeah, they're going to be keeping an eye on tracks uh, on turn seven and yada yada yada." And I'm like, "No, they should be keeping an eye everywhere. That's the whole point of these rules." And that's the whole point of what they went what they went wrong with with Perez in the last race because Mm. everyone was looking at the same turn, and then he went wide where no one else had done the entire thing and then managed to get away with it despite the replay clearly showing and everyone could see clearly that he'd gone off yeah and and that was the problem so i think the i think the reason why we've not seen much of it yet is because i mean just watching what i did of the practice session and because uh, i was obviously so thrilled by it and watching every single second <laughs> um was i saw drivers like lando for example i think he went wide at one point but you just back out the lap, whereas yeah. in quali, you get it's those millimeters, isn't it? That's going to change it. So, exactly, uh, it's going to be one to watch for sure. Uh, so I think we'll wrap it there. To be honest with you, Tommy, I think that's uh, that's a beautiful one from from us. The PPP is over. The post practice podcast. If you didn't know what that mean, that means. But um, make sure you come and watch us uh, if you are listening on audio. Come and watch us live on Twitch tomorrow. It'll be Tommy and Katie doing qualifying, and then it'll be myself and Tommy doing the race. Uh, so yeah, live on Twitch and uh, tell me your final thoughts. <laughs> yeah. <That's me. laughs> uh, final thought. Well, we haven't actually mentioned that science has looked pretty, pretty decent. And you called it in the watch on that the one race that he might actually beat Leclerc in is one where he gets the penalties and <laughs> you got to feel sorry for him if that is the case. But uh, my final thoughts are that uh, a certain Verstappen onesie has arrived at my house, so I'm looking forward to the, the battle at the That's front fine. to be turned no, around. No. It's got to end There's at a some point. F1 I'm Twitter, a bit worried. F1 Twitter already called Max Verstappen MV0. And <laughs> look, 
he's he's now he's now relying on you, Tommy, to get a onesie onto your child. Uh, yeah, in order to give him the the charm and the. If luck he wins the title needs. this year, uh, they'll just be It'll comments of like, champion. "Oh, oh, he only won because of uh, Magic Baby's onesie." <laughs> and you know there will be a few people that actually genuinely believe that that's the thing that that would have won Verstappen the title. <laughs> so there you go, and that, and one of them will be me. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, everybody. Thank you so much for, for watching, and listening. Has tag I'm, I'm literally losing my words hashtag wtf1 podcast if you want to get involved in the discussion and potentially uh get some of your thoughts and comments over to us until next time until tomorrow for the uh, qualifying watch along and sunday for of course the uh, race watch along and internet special reactions we'll see you very soon take care adios Bye-bye. bye bye